Hi, Don Thompson here with our next podcast. This particular podcast will be about why people quit meditating. I would say that, you know, I've been having this podcast now for a few months, and some of you may have tried uh, meditation, stopped meditating, or some of you may be struggling with your meditation. So I thought, well, why not speak to some issues that will uh, typically come up and, and see if we can discuss them and talk about them. So I'm going to key off of a blog by Rochelle Williams of the Deepak Chopra website or blog. Rochelle had some very interesting things to say, and then I'm going to add a couple of thoughts of my own. And I'll, I'll include a link to uh, Rochelle's uh, blog as well so that we you can go check that out. But basically what Rochelle says is that uh, there's four basic reasons why people stop meditating and I'm going to go through those and basically they are one is that I can't clear my thoughts and the second reason being nothing is happening third reason is I don't have time and the fourth reason is maybe I'm doing it wrong so I can't clear my thoughts means you know you're the, the thoughts are rambling through your brain and you cannot really deal with uh, with that because you think that you're supposed to quiet your thoughts. You're, you're supposed to have a silent mind. You're concerned about that. You don't seem to be making any headway. The, the solution for that is really not to, to fight your thoughts. You know, we've tried to talk about that in mindfulness, but you don't want to go to battle with yourself, with your thoughts. Instead, you just want to observe them. You know, try to get a sense of observing your thoughts as they pass through your mind. Uh, like clouds in the sky, uh, like smoke in the air. So you don't want to necessarily have the thoughts go away, and you don't really need to do that. You just need to be able to observe them and witness them. So if if they're not quieting down, that's okay. I mean, it might take quite a while before they do, if they do. So I I think that's something that we can allow to to have uh, happen and to, to work with it if it is happening, which it likely is, particularly if you're just beginning your meditation practice. The other is nothing is happening. So uh, you, you feel like, well, I'm, I'm not really experiencing anything in the meditation. I'm getting bored. I'm getting sleepy. I'm getting easily distracted. I just really am not motivated to, uh, to meditate. I don't feel any positive benefits from it. But I think that, you know, the solution, according to uh, Rochelle, and I would say I agree uh, with uh, on this, is, is that it's really what you, you need to, to learn from it is that it's not about what happens during the meditation, but what happens out, outside of meditation. So the idea here is, is that uh, meditation is like uh, going to the gym. So you're just building the, the muscle of your mind, really. You're, you're strengthening your mind through this process. And that is an overall beneficial element. Uh, Whether or not you see anything happening immediately. At the gym, you're going to go to the gym and at first you won't see necessarily so much happening. But over time, you will see the benefit and the results over time. And um, you won't notice it necessarily on day one, but over time you will see, you know, the benefits of a strengthening mind from meditation. Uh, the third reason is I don't have time, and this is probably the number one reason, according to Rochelle. And um, 
you know, you just don't have time during the day. So something comes up, you're distracted, and you had set aside some time, uh, a slot of time, and something comes up, and you are distracted, and you don't do your meditation. And suddenly you find that distraction reoccurring, and, you know, you just really can't sit down and do your meditation as you'd like. So the solution to that is uh, taking a, a moment to write out your daily activities uh, and then, you know, just do an analysis of, well, where is your time being spent? Uh, so the result of this can be fairly uh, enlightening. You know, you can see that the priorities that you have and, and where you're placing your value on things might be a little bit out of whack. So you might want to reconsider those things and, and pair back on those things that really don't uh, have that much benefit. And so you can have more time for your meditation. So um, you can find that uh, during, uh, you know, if you, if you adhere to your meditative practice, that you should be able to become more productive because you're strengthening your mind and you're able to complete tasks quicker and you'll have more energy and you'll sleep better. And all of these, uh, you know, enhanced uh, uh, talents or, or areas of uh, uh, benefit, uh, like the ability to focus, etc., uh, will, you know, make it easier to accomplish your tasks. So uh, once that begins to occur, occur, you can have a synergistic effect with your meditation. You're motivated to continue meditating because you're seeing these positive benefits. But you need to give, give it a little bit of time to, to stick, to have the benefits and to see the benefits and then to bring the benefits into um, the, you know, your schedule in, in such a way that you have more time. And you have the time to sit down and meditate, and you can see that there's a you know benef beneficial result from doing that. Uh, the fourth reason is maybe I'm doing it wrong, and that goes back to expectations. You have high expectations about what the meditation is supposed to be doing, and how you're supposed to do it. You have sort of a you might say a belief system, uh, an idea in your head about what the meditation is supposed to be, and what it means to be doing it right. And all I have to say is that based upon my, um, you know, studies of meditation and my, my sense of what mindfulness is, is that all of these things are just ideas. You, you really shouldn't have any expectations. Meditation is going to be your meditation. It's going to be your version of meditation. It's going to be meditation for you, what it means to you. Everybody is a little bit different, and that's okay. You don't need to copy anybody or try to copy anybody. If you're trying to emulate somebody or, or you know, sit in a certain way or speak in a certain way or do things a certain way because a guru is doing it that way or a person you know that meditates is doing that way or whatever. That's really the wrong motivation. You, you really shouldn't look at those externals. What you need to do is just have a little bit of trust that you as an individual are of value and the meditative you know, results will come out of your unique personality for you and therefore whatever is happening is not going to be wrong it's going to be right uh, because whatever you're doing is right there really isn't any doing it wrong per se as long as you're sitting down as long as you're giving it a try as long as you're not giving up then you're not doing it wrong so um, you know every meditation is different every meditation is unique and you're unique 
So no matter how advanced you are, there will still be great meditations one day and you know ones that are not so great another. And that's okay. That's the way it should be. So don't expect, you know, every day to be, you know, uh, enlightened bliss. That's not the way it usually works. The way it usually works is you, you're going to have off days and you're going to have good days. And um, you can expect that. The good days are what give you inspiration to carry on, to move forward. They're sort of like, you know, you peek into the, the heights of the mountaintop and you see what it's like. And that gives you motivation to continue forward. So a couple of things about, uh, you know, from my own perspective in, in terms of why people might uh, give up med meditating is that they might believe that, um, you know, somehow that their efforts will not give them what they're looking for. Uh, it, it gets back to really expectations again. And... Um, you know, you should leave yourself with an open mind and, and, and have an open uh, mind and an open heart. And I feel that it's the heart, really, the, the, the love uh, that becomes the motivation behind your meditation at some point. Really, you know, as you advance in meditation, as you look at particularly Buddhist meditation practices or Buddhist philosophy behind meditation practices, the issue becomes sometimes it can seem sort of meaningless uh, in terms of what it brings you to. Uh, by that, I mean that um, you look at life and you see that it, if it is just really these thoughts and these ideas passing through, well, what, what are the valid thoughts? What are the valid beliefs? Uh, what are the valid, valid values that I should have? you begin to question all of them, really. By observing them, you question them in a sense. You, you think, well, what are, what are the ones that are valid? Or, you know, why do I even have them? And so it really changes your motivation and your the, sort of the ground from which you act in life. Um, if you can reach a place, really, of, of, of love, of compassion, and, and if you come to that place, and that's the place from which you act, you act from that compassion and from that love. And there's nothing to be afraid of. It isn't going to mean you're going to, um, you know, give away uh, everything and, and behave in a way that's uh, unreasonable because you obviously are a rational person. But what it does mean is that you will look for a different kind of motivation and you will find yourself being kinder to yourself and kinder to other people. And in being kinder to yourself and kinder to other people, you find the goal of meditation may indeed be that kindness, that kindness and that love and that compassion uh, becomes the uh, motif for your life, you might say. Uh, it becomes a, a way of being. And um, it's simply like a virus uh, in the world. If, if the virus of, of that uh, compassion and that love spread throughout the world, well, you can imagine what that could mean. Uh, it doesn't really matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter if you're uh, a, you know, of the Jewish faith or the Christian faith or the Islamic faith or, or whatever, uh, a pagan, <laughs> you know, whatever you happen to be. It doesn't really matter. If you're coming from a place of love and kindness, that can be a common uh, religion, so to speak, a commonplace 
for people to meet and to embrace, really, and to live peacefully um, with each other, no matter what their various differences might be, they would have a common respect for each other. They would have a common platform of kindness, a common way to dialogue with each other, a place to come together and meet with mutual respect. And that mutual respect and that mutual love uh, can be the basis from which uh, things can change within human society toward a beneficial situation. Um, you know, I've talked a little bit about how we see a lot of divisiveness in the world, and I think that the kind of attitude that I'm talking about can really help with that. If people just do not take on the attitude of being hostile, of being divisive, uh, whether or not they're, you know, whatever political or religious persuasion they're, they're at, they shouldn't look at the other side as an enemy. They should try to empathize with the other side from, from the standpoint of at least admitting that um, and, and realizing that the other person has a different point of view and that they are a human being and they, they obviously have that point of view because they've thought it out and have a belief uh, that uh, you know is relevant to that point of view. And from their perspective, uh, it's val of value. So you have to, you know, uh, admit uh, from a mindful perspective, looking at that situation would give you a little bit of empathy towards the other human being and a little bit more respect just from the standpoint of them having the, uh, you know, having the uh, validity, uh, uh, the, the, the ability to, to believe that. Now, of course, there are, you know, we've talked about this in other, in other podcasts, but there are, you know, there's laws and there's lines that can't be crossed. And, you know, that doesn't mean a, a completely laissez-faire attitude. Of course not. It doesn't mean that. And that's really, you know, we find difficulties in these gray areas of, uh, well, is it really, you know, ethical to do something? Well, one side thinks it's okay and the other doesn't. And this happens, you know, related to sexuality. It happens related to uh, abortion rights and things like that. But, you know, we have to admit that people have different opinions and that within the framework of um, freedom within the United States in particular, certainly, and also in other Western countries, that, that is the, you know, that's the framework that's been created, that we have the ability to have an umbrella of freedom and mutual respect that then can allow for a variety of different opinions. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I really think that this is, uh, you know, a, a good topic to bring up, uh, and I know that I segued into, meandered into a little bit of a different territory towards the end there, but basically to sum up, you know, why people quit meditating is they quit meditating because they give up on themselves, they give up on others, they fall back on old patterns, they fall back on old habits, and. Uh, you know, it's very easy to get motivated by blame, uh, blame of the other person. It's very easy to get motivated, you might say, by negativity. And what uh, meditation and mindfulness is inviting us to do is to have a different motivation, a, di a motivation of compassion, a motivation of positivity uh, that can be, you know, something that's the fuel for the things that we do. And so if we can, if we can adhere to that, uh, we will find benefits from meditation that will continually feed back on themselves and allow us uh, the inspiration to continue forward. So um, 
thanks for listening. And I'll, uh, you know, look forward to the next podcast and talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.